Howdy, everybody. It's time for episode four of Elephant in the Room, part of Roll Tide Pods. Make sure you like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Thank you for being here and share, man. We're trying to get the word out with Jake Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. We're having a blast doing this already. Episode four. Unfortunately, we, we've got a lot to talk about today. But the good news is, is that we know a lot after Alabama's uh, the 17 to three win down in Tampa. I wouldn't say we know a lot. I don't know if there's uh, <laughs> maybe a few more questions and answers, but I'm glad that, you know, it's Monday. Coach Saban's told us who the starter is from here on out. Uh, we we finally have some closure and, and we know which way we're going moving forward. So there is some positive news to this Monday, but uh, not a whole lot of that comes from the game on Saturday. Our show is brought to you by my bookie. And uh, as a better, my bookie delivers NFL, college football, and a brand new cash out system, which gives you options to bet and win all season long. Hit two legs of a parlay and uh, cash out early, make other bets, but check it out, my bookie. And we're really glad to have them as uh, our show sponsor. And don't forget, if you need some help with your picks, Lance is locked. He killed it. Uh, the NFL has uh, been really kind to Lance. And I think he he won five out of six games on Sunday. So uh, Lance's lock and my bookie, they bring you elephant in the room. All right, well, let's get into this, Jake. Let's just go ahead and, and start talking about the game on Saturday. First off, I thought that Alabama looked terrible at times. And they they, they finished strong. But they look terrible. Now, the weather didn't help out a whole lot. But yep. uh, we realize now that um, that Tyler Buckner is not an option. Yeah, that, that to me was probably the most disappointing part of the game was just uh, – and look, I, I know Tyler's been there for probably – was it four months? Mm-hmm. I, I've done the – I've, I've done, been a part of the transfer deal. I, I know what it's like to go in and walk in and try to be the starter right off the bat, and it's – it's pretty tough to go in with just a camp under your belt, understand everything you need to understand. And, and you don't even know the players around you, you know, to a certain extent, uh, four months around a group of guys, it's hard to just walk in there and yeah. lead them and, you know, pretend that, you know, you've known them for a long time and, and y'all are have a brotherhood on that team. It's, it's very difficult to do, but, you know, not only that, if you're going to come in and play, especially when your offensive coordinator, is Tommy Reese. He, he brought you from Notre Dame. It's kind of like Dion right. and Shador. Yeah. You know, that's a nerve wracking spot to be. It's like <laughs> a coach's son. So right. you better perform. You better be that guy. Otherwise, it's going to be tough to to get those guys on the team to switch over and, and you know, follow you right off the bat. Yeah, I, I saw the 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 piece from Josh Pate, part of the late night kick show. He comes on the next round. Actually, the next round guys introduced me to Josh. In, in Nashville, I like him. He's a really good guy, and he does a great job on his show. And I sent you the clip. One, yeah. Somebody sent me, and he's basically inferring that watching the game and then talking to the people that he knows that players could possibly have not played very hard when Buckner was in the game. I mean, he didn't name Buckner, but with a quarterback that they didn't think deserved to be in there or maybe took plays off. I don't know if that's true or not. But if it is true, Alabama's got big trouble. You know, I, to me, honestly, I, I don't think that's the case. I do think that not having a solidified quarterback at the position, uh, 
definitely gives momentum to that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think guys, <clears throat> they want a guy that's, that is established as a leader. They want to be on the same page. And I think, you know, when you name that quarterback, everybody kind of comes behind them and becomes a more cohesive unit. You know, you get that that day to day kind of schedule, and and you get that comfort and and practicing together, and and really understanding you know what the end goal is, and, and having a guy lead you through that. Um, like I said earlier, just Coach Saban naming Jalen the the starter gives me a lot of comfort. Now we can just finally move forward, play football. Hey, this is our guy. Now let's let's go fight together and win. Yeah, and that's the best thing that came out of the game is that there's no question that he's the best option. It, it, five more sacks by the offensive line. Um, I know uh, Booker was out of the game. He'll be back next week. We saw him on the next round on Monday. Uh, the offensive line has question marks on it, and having a quarterback with wheels is going to make it a lot easier just because if someone misses an assignment, they can run. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, Alabama, I don't care what era of offense you're in. You have to establish the run. We didn't do that well mm-hmm. Saturday either. Uh, but at some point, you know, we're going to have to establish that. I don't care if you run the ball every time and figure it out. Jalen's got to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. To me, you got to have a lot of quarterback runs. He's not – I say, hey, Jalen, we're not going out of bounds anymore. You're going to win this team, run a few people over, run it like a running back. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean – Does that happen? I mean – Do your coaches like, well, coach say, hey, man, go out there and show a little toughness because everyone else is going to respond to that. I I mean, Coach Saban never told me that, but I know he wasn't unhappy when I did it. Really? You know, and, and I know that Coach Smart, it meant a lot to him when when the quarterback takes on that physicality and, and invites – invites physicality rather than running out of bounds. I, I think it does give juice to the rest of the team. And yeah. Hey, they understand this guy doesn't care about anything but winning. He doesn't care about anything, any of these wow. NIL deals, nothing, nothing off the field. This is all about Alabama football winning for your teammates. I think it goes a long way as far that's as messaging point. in the locker room. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and that's kind of where we are right what, now. What do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean, you've already you've been benched once. This is my thought. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how I approach it. You've been benched once. You got nothing to lose. You're the starting quarterback at Alabama. Man, live it out while you got it. Yeah. I'm, you know, take on take on hits. Invite it. And just go out there and sling it around. Don't throw two interceptions against Texas. No. But, you know, play smart, play physical. And uh, that's how you're going to win over the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I feel like us seeing uh, Ty Simpson a little bit better, more poise, better passer than than Buckner. Uh, Buckner just – I mean, he just didn't. It it, it wasn't his day. He I mean, I just didn't put look it like comfortable. That. Yeah, you know, he did not look comfortable at all. Um, Ty, to me, showed some glimpses of of having a lot of potential. Yeah. Again, not a whole lot of time to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a couple throws that I was really impressed by, but at the same time, I think he was sacked how many times? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So I mean, again, Jalen, in my opinion, right now with with where we are as an offense, probably the best guy to go in and take that role. Yeah. I think five, six years ago, maybe Ty. But then again, you hadn't seen enough of him. I wish he had played from start to finish of that last game. Yeah, but yeah, he would have been the first guy out there, right? Yeah. This also tells me something about Tommy Reese. If he thought that that uh, Buckner was going to be able to come in here and have success, that makes me nervous. Yeah, this is one of those scenarios where, I look, I, I'm pulling for these guys, coaches, players, everybody. Yeah. But – 
that was kind of alarming to see him go in before Ty. I mean, and I know he's coached him at Notre Dame. There's a personal relationship there. But, again, you don't bring that guy in unless you think he is the guy that's going to come over, take over. I mean, I think Reese yeah. was there during the spring spring ball this year. He saw Milrow. He saw Ty. Yeah. Should have an understanding of, of where Buckner's going to be. Um, maybe he, he just didn't play as well. As maybe he, he had a bad practice. person first impression. It's like yeah. he it was for him. It was like he farted on a first date, <laughs> but maybe he's a lot better. Maybe he's a lot better than this, Jake. I mean, maybe he's a lot better. Like it couldn't have gone worse, except he didn't throw any interceptions. You know, again, it's hey, I'll give it to him. It is very tough to come in without a spring practice. You know, straight into camp. But when when you saw him out there on the field, you just knew. Hey man, this this he was, was not a quarterback. He was skipping those passes to the guys like five yards away. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like this, like we, this can't be happening. Uh, right now. I've done it before. Yeah, you've you know, been there. I'm not I'm saying it. I mean, you know, but we're all pulling for the kid. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I gotta say yeah. the story. I, this is so funny. Just uh just and I'm getting off here speaking of skip passes. I'm getting uh getting ready for the draft. Uh you know, in 2016 and me and Kenyon Drake and Richard Mullaney were working out with the, the lions and uh, we go through the film study and all that. We get on the field and, and we're throwing and uh, thought I was having a pretty good workout. And, and I see Lane out of the corner of my eye, you know, he's coming in and I swear it's like right at that time, I throw an out route to Richard Mullaney, like five yards short, right in the dirt. And this is a workout with the Detroit lions. And he looks over Sees the ball go in the dirt and he goes, Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in Detroit either. <laughs> so, I guess that just broke the tension. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a pretty funny guy, Kevin. Uh, a lot of talk about him this week because, well, first off, we're playing Ole Miss, right? Oh, yeah. So if, oh, you, yeah. if there's two guys that want to whoop our ass, it's Kiffin and Pete Golding. I mean, oh yeah, Kiffin was never maligned in Tuscaloosa. Everybody loved Kiffin until the end, and you know how that ended. And then, uh, but Pete Golding, I mean, everything was his fault for oh, as long man. as he was there, right? Still, still, it's, yeah, you still look his fault. And it's like you know, you you watch <laughs> Texas score a touchdown, and like, oh man, that touchdown still looked better than the ones Golding came <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if there's two guys that would love to come back in town and, and beat <laughs> yeah. Alabama, it's these two guys. And they couldn't come in at a better time to do it. You know, like oh, yeah. we're talking about Alabama's players not playing hard because they didn't like the quarterback. I mean, like this, <laughs> it, I said on, on one of my other shows, I said it reminded me of 2000 when I kept hearing about locker room issues oh, with, yeah. you know, Tyler Watts and Andrew Zhao and the locker room was split. And that team, which was number three in the country at the beginning of the year, oh, Freddie yeah. Millens ran in a touchdown at UCLA. And then from that point on, it was one of the worst seasons I can ever remember. Nick Saban has an enormous job right now to try to get this figured out because you can lose a team that quick. Oh, yeah. Well, again, I think that first step, hey, let's name Jalen the guy. Let's figure it out. And now it's on the players. You know, I mean, uh, I, I do think there was a lot of confusion last week. Um, a lot of guys kind of all over the place. Again, not a real cohesive unit on offense. Positive note, defense finally looked pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, I know we're playing South Florida, but 
at least they look like they're in the right spots. Pretty physical. Uh, would have been a shutout had it not been for that muff punt. Right. Um, but now the offense has an opportunity. Again, coaches put them in the right spot. They know where to go from here. Hopefully they'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully – and, and another thing, I mean, he's played both guys. Everybody's seen – Yeah, we know now. Yeah, I mean, there's you know there, there's no blame to be put on anybody now. It's, Mm-mm. hey, we have our answer. Now it's y'all's job to figure it out. Yeah, and, and you've been through this before, the process. And when, you know, you got to the point where you were the starting quarterback and there weren't any questions, you can focus on, you know, leading the team instead of being in a group of guys trying to figure out who's going to lead the team. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, like I was, we were talking about before the show when, when Cooper and I were going through this before the Ole Miss game, uh, you know, a lot of confusion, not getting as many plays as we should during practice, switching in and out yeah. with the ones. Uh, everything's kind of in disarray. Uh, you know, and again, we're kind of looking around like, who's who's starting this week? Right. You know, and, and everybody's kind of looking at each other. I, I have no idea. And, uh, and I think it showed on the field we looked pretty sloppy and lost, and and uh, we looked pretty sloppy this week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but then once you get that that routine with with your guys, and and you get the all the one reps, you know, I think that changes everything. Yeah, I don't look at this season as 2015. This is an entirely different experience. That this and you talked about it to me, and and we were kind of getting into this, but there's no more dominated. It, it's not. It's not, we're not going to go in and just beat everybody down each week anymore. No. Georgia's the last team that's kind of doing that, and you can every week it's getting closer and closer. NIL transfer portal. Oh yeah, it, it's just changed the things. depth of these top of these powers, the perennial powers, Alabama, Georgia. Guys are leaving when they're not playing, and they're going to lower level lower level schools and uh you know you're getting pretty good on good matchups uh now again the depth isn't there across the country but those first stringers second stringers those guys are usually five stars from across the board yeah were you ever in a situation i I mean i know not at alabama but were you ever in a situation with a team maybe you played or high school where you saw a team where the players you know purposely didn't play their best because of the personnel decisions I don't think so. I think it's just a uh, a lack of leadership and and just kind of quitting. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. not <clears throat> when you know when you don't have a unified message from the top and you don't have somebody to follow. You know, you kind of get in that place where, man, I, I got to do my job and look good on film and and hopefully everything works out for me in the end. Mm-hmm. When when you've got that that unified group uh, and everybody's playing for each other, it really doesn't matter who the coach is at that point. I mean, now play calling obviously matters, but as far as chemistry on the team, when guys are playing to win and they're playing for each other, uh, you usually don't see that. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy accusation. And I, I honestly, I hope it's wrong. Uh, you know, especially with Alabama being out of the top 10 for the first time in forever. Oh yeah. I mean, I that's mean, crazy. Which usually, well, since coach Saban's been there, once we're the underdog, of course, we're not this week. But once we get out of the top ten and we've had one loss, that's kind of when we turn it on. Again, this year seems to be a little bit different. We don't control the line of scrimmage like we used to. Um, hopefully, history repeats itself. I got a feeling we're going to be on the edge of our seat a lot more this year than we have in the past. But uh, I do think we'll turn it around. 
Well, we definitely hope so. I mean, we'll be watching for that. Hey, guys, I want to remind you that the show is brought to you by MyBookie. Join MyBookie and the MyBookie family for an entire season filled with daily odds boosts and um, same-game parlays and super contests. So really fun, and uh, Lance's lock will help you get there to make good picks, unlike mine. Uh, which have been, <laughs> I've been terrible. That's why I don't have mixed picks. So you need to check out <laughs> Lance's lock and my bookie um, as you know, the, the season progresses and there's a lot of winners out there that I haven't found yet. Uh, all right. Lane Kiffin already t- stirring the pot, right? Oh yeah. He gets up in this press conference yesterday and he's like, it's Traveris Robinson's offense. He's calling the plays. It's not Kevin Steele. And then Nick Saban comes out today in his press conference, and he's like, no, the only thing we changed was we just needed to have somebody on the sideline making the calls. But I, but what what do you think the what do you think Kiffin's doing this for? Just to disrupt things? Oh, I'm sure he he uh, that's what he's known for. The he he's a disruptor. He he <laughs> he gets his message out through the media. He uh, I mean. He's got some dictator-like uh, characteristics, <laughs> and you know he's not going to say it. But if Kirk Herbstreit's saying it, it probably came from Kiffin. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that that came out. Saban's, you know, press conference. He's like, "No, nah, Kevin Steele's the uh, Kevin Steele is the defensive coordinator," and you know he addressed that. You know, he talked about the the, the quarterback and 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 the team moving forward and trying to get everyone on the same page. And and I agree with you. I think having the the quarterback solidified definitely helps out um a 230 game at bryant denny stadium and i i just don't know what to expect at kickoff i i never have it's been a long time since i've been this uncertain about what alabama's going to look like yeah you know i again it's you got to have two separate offenses almost for for ty and jalen mm-hmm. uh you know i'm hoping that we come out Use Jalen a lot to run the ball. I'd love to see some RPOs. I loved RPOs at Alabama, yeah. especially with Derek. Uh, as soon as people tried to start, you know, loading the box and stopping the run, you know, too many numbers in the box, we were able to get it out. And then Lane usually always had some deep shots that were just dialed up to perfection. That you know, if they weren't executed properly, that was usually on our our fault. Right. Um, so I'd love to see us dominate the line of scrimmage. I know that's We've kind of struggled with that lately, but but use Jalen in there, get an extra blocker in there, uh, RPO it a little bit, get the ball out if if uh, they got too many in the box, and then dial up some play actions that that are easy to read, easy to see, and uh, let him get it out. Yeah, well, that's got to be. I I think a lot of people have said that they would like to see Tommy Reese cater an offense around the talent of. The start, the quarterback, which now oh, we yeah. know is Jalen Milrow. I didn't feel like that offense that we saw Alabama run against Texas was catered around his abilities. Yeah, you know, again, this is it's different now. We've uh, usually, like in the past, and when I was playing, you knew we were going to have a run game. Mm-hmm. We had a solid offensive line, stable running backs. Uh, we were going to be able to run the ball, and when defenses you know, really started amping up the numbers in the box, playing a lot of one-high looks. Uh, it allowed us to throw the ball, made it a lot easier on me. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when we played Michigan State, uh, they sold out for the run. Yeah. And I had the best game that I've ever played, but at the same time, I was over there thinking Derrick Henry, 
you know, on the sideline for every completion because (laughs) all I had to do was show the ball and basically everybody was collapsing and it was Calvin Ridley one-on-one with a safety trying to play him 10 yards off. And so it just, you know, while, while they did a pretty good job slowing Derek down, it was, there were such mismatches on the outside that uh, we were able to take advantage of it. And, and that's what you want to see an Alabama offense do. Um, I just hope that we can, at some point, dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think if you get Jalen involved, <clears throat> run him on a lot of quarterback runs, uh, try to consolidate the defense and then take advantage of that consolidation, I think we got a chance. Well, it's going to be interesting. Still a seven-point favorite, uh, Alabama. And, again, Lance's lock for uh, any of the picks that you guys need. And, again, our show is brought to you by my bookie, And that will be in Tuscaloosa uh, this Saturday. Looking at this this game, Ole Miss has some really good playmakers. They're going to try to run the ball on Alabama. You mentioned how good the defense was. Uh, what do you worry about most if you're Alabama defensively trying to match up against the Lane Kiffin offense, which you played under? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's trying to account for for every angle in which he's going to throw at you because he's got playmakers. All of them can make plays, and you got a quarterback that can sling it around a little bit. Jackson Dart, second year starting at, at uh, Ole Miss, he's come a long way, and, uh, I mean, he looked really good last week. So you've got a capable quarterback. Um, hadn't quite proved to be a Quinn Ewers type, but but not far behind. Yeah, Judkins is a great running back. I, I think that one of the things we lost when Lane Kiffin left is his ability to go out and scout. Like to be able to say to to go watch a player, to go to a high school game, to watch film and say this guy can play, mm-hmm. and then they show up and you end up with four first round pick wide receivers, well, or whatever yeah. you know. What I mean, yeah, like man, he's he, really good at he that. Cannot compete from an NIL standpoint the way that A and M and I mean Alabama's got a big emphasis on it, but Alabama they also can't really compete with the with A and Ms and and uh, the big money programs, but. He somehow finds a way. Judkins from from uh, Montgomery mm-hmm. pulls him down to Ole Miss, and I don't believe he had many offers from no. outside of Ole Miss. Uh, and he's going to get his transfer quarterbacks in. They're going to be playmakers because there's going to be guys open. He's going to find a way. Uh, the guy, he, he sets quarterbacks up in a way where they're going to be able to make plays. And, and he can find guys, like you said, that kind of fall underneath that radar, and yeah. and uh, he's going to bring guys to Ole Miss that don't require a whole lot of NIL money. He doesn't need a recruiting service to be able to figure out who he wants on the team and who he doesn't want. And I think that that's, to me, the thing that he does better than anything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, all these coaches rely on recruiting services, and, and honestly – And I'm not taking a shot at recruiting services. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly – You know what I mean. Yeah, and, and once, once – uh, a lot of these coaches, I mean, you don't have time to watch film on everybody. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, I mean, heck, you know, Tyler Siski just started his recruiting service. I don't know if you knew it. No. He was at Alabama, Ole Miss, all that. But, you know, they rely a lot on those guys, and they're very good. Yeah. Uh, and, and but also a lot of coaches, uh, my example, I, I didn't have hardly any offers coming out of uh, my junior year. And then, uh, I mean, Arkansas State was my first offer. No other offers. I go from Ole Miss camp to camp, and uh, Jimbo gives me my first Power Five offer at Florida State, and it was like, 
you know, Alabama, Coach Pruitt told me, you know, they weren't taking another quarterback that year. As soon as Jimbo offers me, it was like, you know, Alabama starts knocking on the door, trying to <laughs> offer me. And Jimbo goes, yeah, when I offer a quarterback, Coach Saban offers right after me. Yeah. What 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 stars were you? Three. Three? Oh, uh, yeah. How cool is that, though? Like, be in high school and be like, be like <laughs> you know, like a star player. I mean, like, back then, that's got to be pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always a kind of a chip on your shoulder. Man, why, why am I not a four or five star? You, know? <laughs> you wanted two more stars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's I was cussing those guys. Yeah, rivals, yeah, but. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've worked for two of them, but I never do. I don't do recruiting, so you know, I mean, I talk yeah. about it, but um, you know, I I, I just uh, spent a lot of time with Andrew Bone, so you know, like, oh yeah, Bone Bone's been involved in that forever. Um, all right, let's talk some other games. Um, uh, I was shocked at the beatdown that Florida put on Tennessee. I did not see that coming. I I, I don't get it. I, why do they play so bad there every year Yeah, I, you or know, every other year? that The new quarterback they've got there, he's got a cannon. Uh, looks like he's he's a little slow and, and processing. But, you know, it's funny is, you know, later on in the game when they start going two minutes, yeah, you know, he's the a defense lot better. can't do as much. There's a lot less to think about. You right. just got to snap the ball, see what you see, get the ball out. Looked a lot better. Yeah, Joe Milton. Um, yeah, I think uh, Tennessee, they're going to be good later on down the road, probably right when they show up in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Alabama. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Florida, you know, they got that big game under their belt at Utah, kind of got kicked around a little bit, had to save their season, uh, you know, this weekend against Tennessee, and, and they did. They proved a lot of people that they can actually play. Yeah, I was shocked by that. that. That transfer quarterback from Wisconsin uh, at Florida looked pretty good. Graham, yeah, 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 he's he's pretty good. I was I was surprised by that one, and then um, all the hype, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, uh, uh, against Colorado State, and that turned out to be this kind of. There, there were a lot of cheap shots at the beginning. Did oh, you yeah. watch a lot that of cheap like an shots? Old football game, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. things you used to get away with, not so much no, now. But, no, <laughs> I mean, but it was a great game. Oh, I love why. You know, again, how many times do you wake up and you're like, "Man, I'm looking forward to watching Colorado, yeah. and Colorado State." Yeah, uh, and I stayed up to watch that one. That was, uh, I tell you, Shadur Sanders, that guy. At first, uh, you know, it's like I said when when Damian or uh, uh, Dion said. Oh, he's my guy. That's it. There's no quarterback competition. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, right. You know? And then game after game, he's just proven to everybody that that was the right call. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good touch on his deep ball. He he's quick to read defenses. He's got wheels. Oh yeah. And he's in in the clutch. You know, he's, they played some clutch games. Like they're going to lose some games coming up. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they, they, and they're missing Travis Hunter. Now that Travis Hunter game. got hurt, yeah. yeah. But but what's crazy is how crappy Colorado. And not just the buffs, but just in Colorado, terrible football, right? <laughs> and now all of a sudden, like the game of the week is Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, yeah. like, but it, that, that lived up to the hype, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like uh, I, I thought if Colorado State wins this, I'm, I mean, they're going to be talking some smack because Dion talks smack, and it's it's brought like a different level of kind of competition to that state with college football. I mean, when's it's like it was kind of like Alabama Auburn for them. So oh, good yeah. for them. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned, uh, whenever the media is hyping you up, just prepare for that first loss or that first failure because they're going to tear your ass down. Oh, they love that, I but mean, that's what they build you up for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they need that ultimate story and they're just waiting on. Yeah, it. yeah, they love. Look, 
when Alabama loses a football game, I don't, well, not that I don't even, I don't even watch Sports Center anymore, but when I used to watch ESPN, I, <laughs> I couldn't watch anymore. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, they would make it out to be like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and then it would kind of scare me though, if losing becomes not worthy of taking a goalpost down. Then you know that, then you know that we're kind of past the point where. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you think every time we lose, they're rushing the field. Who that's what I mean. Playing is rushing yeah. the field, smoking cigars after the game. I know. Uh, I mean, that's you're a cigar you, guy. I am after we beat Tennessee. That's about it. <laughs> that's, a, that's the same thing Chris Stewart told me. <laughs> he's like, right. he's like, I smoke one once a year. <laughs> I yeah, I smoked. Uh, I smoked a cigar in college, and I woke up the next day, and my mouth just tasted like shit. And I was like, "This isn't this isn't worth it." <laughs> like this. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a cigar game when you beat Alabama. At least it is right now. But if things don't get better fast, you know, the, I look at the schedule, and I mean, I, I'm worried about it. And, and, uh, and LSU look really good this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, he made some throws in that game where, I mean, had they been performing that way against FSU, I think it's a different ball game. Yeah, which it seems like, it seems like all these SEC teams last couple of years, that first game of the year, I mean, you you can really take nothing from it, and then by the end of the year, you know, we just kind of we as the SEC seems to take over and really perform well in those bowl games. I just it's getting to where you can't really take a whole lot from the from the first few games of the season anymore, especially with the all the the carousel of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's and and like you said, it's it, this is a year though, not just the NIL and the transfer portal, where the SEC quarterback wise isn't as dominant. I mean, we had Bryce Young last year. I mean, like the best quarterback we've ever had. Oh, I don't yeah. even think anyone could ever argue that. I mean, not just that he won the Heisman, but one of the best ever in college football. Yeah. You when know? you watched him, were you just like, man, this dude just makes it look too easy? Oh, man. Well, you know, you see him dance around in the pocket. Usually with a normal quarterback, you're like, oh, my gosh, what is he doing? He's taking forever. And then you see him dancing around. And you're like, just, just give him a few minutes. He'll, <laughs> he'll find somebody. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he sticks one in from, you know, 60 yards out on, on the money. You oh know? yeah. The game is never over. Yeah. I, and, and we miss that. It's going to have to be different now, you know, like it's, it's going the wins aren't going to look like that anymore. No, they're not. And, and you're not going to get their wins where we're just shoving it down their throat. They know what's coming. And uh, they just can't stop it. Um, the playing field has definitely changed. And and I heard Greg McElroy say it earlier. The dynasty is not over, but the dominance with which we perform is is on is borderline now. Yeah. Well, I, and I say the dynasty is not over because the playoff is expanding. Yeah. And then it's going to be easier to get in. I mean, you you know, next year you know, 12 teams get in and, you know, you can find your way in if you lost a couple times. Yeah. I mean, three, four years ago when people asked, asked me what, what I thought of, you know, how the team would be, I'd say, well, you know, we get to the playoff, we'll see if we got any leadership. I mean, cause you knew we were going to be in the top right. four. Um, and at this point, I almost feel like with the parody in college football, I was very against expanding the playoff. Now I feel like it's it's got to happen. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now that you. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I think everybody's going to have two or three losses here in a few years. It's going to look like a an NFL record. You know, there's right. going to be a lot more losses, no undefeated teams anymore no. for the most part. And I hate that. I mean, the, the the thing that made college football's regular season great is it really was a playoff. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it would be the luck of the draw as to what your schedule was compared to other team schedule. I mean, look at Georgia. You know, they're not playing any anybody. It's a weak schedule. If they played at Alabama schedule, I think they could lose a couple uh, yeah. games. I mean, you know, TCU last year. Yeah. I, I'm, look, I'm I love Alabama, but this isn't a biased opinion when I say I, TCU I, I, should I not have been in over Alabama. No, I said that on local radio here. Yeah. I agree. Like they they were never one of the four best teams. No. But the but the national media wanted them to be one of the four best teams because there there was this Alabama fatigue. Yeah, yeah, it was like an Alabama fatigue. You know, like well they lost two games. They uh, barely lost two UCF, games. You know, eight years ago or however long ago it was when Scott Frost was there. You know, UCF would have been in it um, when they were flying the national championship flag the same year that Alabama. Oh beat yeah, won it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How funny was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like get out of here. Like uh, you, you're not playing anywhere as tough of a, a schedule. But those teams will have a chance now. You yeah. know, I mean, like like having that. There won't be a year where you you don't you don't know what they'll just take their butt whooping on TV and you know we'll see like we did last year where get it's TCU. Yeah, yeah, right. They'll get TCU'd and then they'll lose to Colorado the next year and we'll, we'll never see them again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, guys, our show is brought to you by MyBookie. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours has just begun at MyBookie. NFL college football, you got a brand-new cash-out system, gives you options to bet and win all season long, MyBookie. And then you can get all the help you need with our friend Lance Taylor at Lance's Lock. And he's coming off of a a big-time weekend where he went 5 for six, and that's uh, pretty impressive there. I wish I could go five for six. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like over. Now, I've won a couple games betting college, but I've just been surprised. Tennessee, another loss for me. I yeah. thought they would cover seven. They didn't even win. I went over three week one, and I was just going to let that marinate and just think about it for a little while. Just Take a break this weekend. <laughs> May jump back in the game next weekend. We'll see. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, get out of it. We- just take your, your wounds and move on, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, what, was there any other games this past weekend that you that you caught that were interesting to you? I mean, you know, I had the, the Florida-Tennessee game circled. I thought Mississippi State would be a closer game. I, I thought Will Rogers would come out and, and have a good appearance. But, man, Mississippi State, they just – they could not get a thing going. I think they had seven yards of offense yeah. in the first quarter. They stunk. Uh, man, you hate – I mean, a fourth-year fourth starter – You'd expect a little bit more. Well, they that. tore down like when Mike Leach died and, and they moved on. It was like they tore down the whole thing that he built, like that that offense. And maybe they didn't feel like they could run it the same way that they could with him. But college football is a lot more boring without Mike Leach. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like on and off the field. Yeah. I mean, I just love that guy. Like I lo- like everything about him. Oh you yeah. Know, like the, well, he was what, a lawyer and then just yeah. all of a sudden just jumped into college football. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise to me as well. And you know, they named the game time for Alabama the you know that week, which is next week, right? Or is it the week after next? Anyway, Bama's playing at eight o'clock against Mississippi State. Eight o'clock at night. I'm like, man, what? That's late. That's a late night. 
Yeah, may not be catching that one. No, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got small kids, <laughs> yeah, you know. Kidding. And if you and, and if you don't have kids yet, the one thing that you'll figure out is that they like to get up very early. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Know? And you know, you got babies, you know, like yeah, sleeping in the oh, seven seven thirties late. My son thinks it's funny to like let the dog on me when I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to sleep, you know, like where he jumps up on the bed and like it's funny, or he'll run in <laughs> and just start turning the TV on. <laughs> yeah. Dad life, man. So, and, and I got to do like a, and I come out and do a post game show afterwards, you know, so that makes it a real, oh, you got to do it at about 11 o'clock. Yeah. Midnight. Really late. Yeah. 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 But we, I used to do it on radio. Might as well do that one at the floor of Bama. Huh? Oh, I'm telling you, man, that'd be <laughs> fine with me. When I, when I, when we did it on radio, it was Mike Johnson and me. And uh, we would have to wait for the Crimson Tide Sports Network to end and their show might go like two hours or something. And then we would come on. Mm hmm. And the guy, the guy at the radio station is like, I don't care if it's three in the morning. You guys are going to go on. It was like, are you kidding me? Uh, no, no one ever called in. No, I mean, you know, like you would do be, it at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, right. Go uh, go to bed and then get back up. Yeah. Like it, you would be on there, and like no one would call in. So now you're just filling. <laughs> and he wanted me on there for two hours. Like uh, I'm, I mean, like man, if, I hate doing post games. It's like a off. baseball game where two two pitchers are throwing no hitters. Yeah, well, that would be fine. Those <laughs> games go fast. Yeah, you're right. But it's like when you're when you're on there, like, look, what, what, look, let's just be honest, man. I like to have a cold beer watching football. Oh yeah. And there's only so many Saturdays that we can say are college football Saturdays, right? Oh yeah. And then you got to sit there all day and watch football. And then more football. And then if you're the eight o'clock game, like you're really the last game out there. And then you've stopped drinking beer and you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> Your body's like, up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to sit there like three in the morning. You're on. <laughs> yeah. Like no one's calling. I don't know why we're doing this. You know, <laughs> thank God I'm not doing that show anymore. <laughs> so it's like the love of like doing yeah, this screw stuff. Screw you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he does Falcons now. <laughs> and he, he's like Falcons pre and post. And they play it like like noon or three o'clock <laughs> every week, you know, and it's on Sunday, you know, oh, so, yeah. oh, so good yeah. for him. He said, he said he's having a good time doing that. It, it's a way better deal than the one that we used to have. Oh, yeah. So that's the, the process of getting to the point where you can, you know, <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, that's going to be a, a, a late night, but got to get there first. I, I just look at Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi schools and Alabama's dominated the series over the years, but they're mm. always tough. I mean, beating Ole Miss, with Lane Kiffin, um, two out of the three years Alabama's won, they've been pretty tough games. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he takes his uh, headset off and throws it at the reporter again this year. <laughs> no, you know what? What? What I am a little nervous about is is uh, you know time of possession. I hope that you know we can put together a lot of good drives where we're eating up some clock and don't yeah. give him the ball for most of the game because. It's a matter of time with Lane. You give him enough time, he's going to score points. And, uh, I mean, he's going to have those dialed-up plays. I mean, I can name a bunch of them just off the top of my head, you know, where he'd, he'd have something on Monday or Tuesday yeah, where he'd be like, all right, which one of these is going to score a touchdown? And, we'd, you know, the quarterbacks would be betting uh, this one. This right, one, right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> we'd all, all bet on who was, you know, which which one was going to score, and eventually one of them would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he'd be setting it up all game long. And, uh, I mean, I remember in Arkansas, we, we had a double move on a safety who had been jumping seam routes and, and, uh, 
we had been setting it up all game long, and then all of a sudden it was like a 75-yard touchdown to Calvin Ridley. And that was the one I picked that week. Was it? So, yeah. yeah. So you were pretty excited. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But it was, you know, I, I faked the handoff, looked up, safety was exactly where I was told he'd be. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, or not what he was supposed to yeah. do, but what he typically did, and just threw it up top to to Calvin, and it was a touchdown. And you know, when you when you see things like that as an offensive coordinator, and uh, I mean, really as a defensive player, you make that mistake, it's a touchdown, and you sit there and you think. Man, they had that dialed up for me this whole week. What yeah. else? What else have they seen? What else? You know, give me some more. You of start this. second guessing. Yeah. You know, what should I really do on every play? Yeah. Like, do I have some bad, bad uh, tendencies that they're about to take advantage of? And and so, or or the other side of it too is like maybe the great ones they like Tom Brady or you know or or Peyton Manning. Maybe those guys are able to kind of like go look at film and. They they've got like fifteen of those in there or something. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sure. I mean, those guys see the game. Tom Brady, he he notices every little detail, and so I mean, it's like he said, I'm not I'm not identifying anything when I get up to the line of scrimmage. I just verify, meaning verify that they're right where I thought they were going to be, and they're doing exactly what what I thought they were going to. Yeah, be that's crazy. So he knows exactly what they're going to do every look that they show, and. uh you know, he knows exactly where to go with the ball. Yeah, no doubt. All right, two minutes, our two-minute drill. Let's just uh, close it up here. Um, you know, just final thoughts on everything that we talked about today moving forward to Ole Miss. Yeah, I, you know, again, Milrose the guy. Love it. Love that we have some continuity now mm-hmm. um, on offense. I want to see Milrose <clears throat> involved in the run game. I want to see him take over this team, be physical, take advantage of the deep shots. Love to see some RPOs mixed in there, uh, you know, kind of take advantage of leverage and, and alignment on defense and just keep them honest. Uh, and time of possession, I, I want to see us hold on to the ball, keep it away from Lane as long as possible. Yeah, right, and beat beat Ole Miss. Because yeah. if, if Alabama loses this game, a spiral could happen. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I feel like when I heard Nick Saban in his press conference, the reason why he's been so calm – is because he may know that this is a very fragile team. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I allude to back when I was playing all the time, uh, when I was, you know, we had leaders on that team. And it's, I heard Kirk Herbstreit allude to it uh, on game day. You know, the Ryan Anderson, A. Sean Robinson, yeah. Jonathan Allen. Coach Saban, I mean, he would he'd lose his mind every now and then. Uh and he could because we had guys that were mentally tough enough to deal with it, move on, and and police the team. Um, this year, I'm I'm just kind of waiting to see. All right, who's going to be that guy? Who's going to step up and own this team? And and you know, expect the standard in which he's set. And I I just don't see that yet. But hopefully, that'll evolve over the next few games. Yeah, no doubt. Well, our show's brought to you by. My bookie, Aaron Rodgers, has seen his season officially over, which, by the way, he was the starting quarterback of my fantasy football team. But yours has just (laughs) begun. Same thing with my fantasy team. And it's just begun at my bookie. NFL, college ball, and a brand-new cash-out system uh, give you options to bet and win all season long. Check out my bookie. And, 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 again, 
uh, Lance's Lock's going to help you put those my bookie picks <laughs> together. Don't ask me because we, we should just start. Or pick- fantasy draft <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a guy that does it for me. <laughs> Terrence. You need, you need to fire that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, no, and I, and I, well, I actually told him, I was like, let's take Aaron Rodgers. It's like, you sure, Mick? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Mixed, Hard knocks, mixed man. The owner and so the <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. So don't, don't listen to me. Check out Lance's Locks. All right, guys, we'll be back later in the week to break down the game between Alabama and Ole Miss. For Jay Coker, I'm Mick Gillespie. And again, please like and subscribe. Share this show, man. Get the word out on the street that the two of us are getting together with you guys and talking Let's Alabama football. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Roll tight, everybody.